Hey, welcome to episode 24 of Tangible Takeaways. I'm Jackson, and today I'm gonna tell you how respecting God as an authority figure in your life is a lot like surfing a maverick. And I'm Carlos. Uh, I'm gonna be talking today about how we can disconnect from uh, the world sometimes and just refocus our attention on how God uh, wants us to live and especially pray our lives. All that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Hey, welcome to episode 24 of Tangible Takeaways. Thanks for being on, Carlos. Absolutely. It's going to be fun to get into it. Uh, yep. It's been a good series so far in 40 Days of Prayer. Yeah, right? absolutely, man. It's been so challenging and encouraging. Um, man, just a great, great overall series. Yeah. What would you say, before we even get into this weekend, what would you say you personally are learning from 40 Days of Prayer? Well, I mean, you know, when when you look at that, I mean, we, we talk about it. It's such a simple, you know... Uh, thing we talk about is prayer, right? Something that we take for granted that we do on the daily, right? But to be able to kind of, uh, uh, you know, dissect what prayer is and how we should pray, mm. I think just brings uh, so much clarity to the issue, uh, the issues that we face. And, mm. and it really challenges challenges me in my prayer life to say, is this how I'm praying? Am I praying this way? And how intentional am I being in my prayer life? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just good. It's a good, like, kind of causes us to take inventory right. and reevaluate, right? Just 100. to say, like, man, let's go back and look at this and make sure that some of these things are in check. Yep. And this weekend, we're talking about how do I pray for my government and its leaders? Yep. And what I wanted to start with was not even maybe necessarily something aimed directly at that topic, but... I think for many of us, um, maybe it's all the time that we wouldn't want to do this, or maybe it's every other four years that we don't want to do <laughs> right. this, right? Um, but for a lot of us, man, we don't want to pray for our government and its leaders. Right. Um, and so let's just start with this. When scripture asks us, because this is a, a clear ask in scripture, Definitely. a clear command in scripture yep. in the New Testament too. It's not like a something that we're trying to write off in the Old Testament. Like, I don't know if we still have to do that. <laughs> right, it's like, right. no, this is, the, this is part of the this new covenant. This is part covenant, of the new covenant, right? right. So as we're looking at the New Testament, and this is a command there for us, and it's something that we don't want to do. Right. Let's just start with how do we do stuff that scripture asks us to do that we don't want to do? How do you get there? Right, right. Well, you know, that's the thing about, about scripture, right? Like, um, it, you know, when, when I'm in control, when I view the world through my lens, right? Yeah. How I want it, right? I constantly make decisions or um, I analyze things and I say, hey, this is what's going to be best for me, mm. right? Uh, and the thing about God's word is that, uh, you know, that it challenges us. It brings us to a point where we are not the authority. We are not the final authority in mm. our own walks, yeah. right? Uh, and so I think we see that. Um, I mean, like I even say, had somebody uh, not prayed for for me, hmm. I would not be here today, right? Hmm. Had somebody been, you know, disobedient and prayed for somebody that maybe uh, they didn't favor so much, hmm. um, I probably wouldn't be here today. And there's so many of us out there that when we view this text, we might come to a place and say, hey, uh, yeah, I don't agree with that. Certainly. But there was somebody who maybe not, th who thought to themselves, well, you know, you're my enemy or you're a person that is against me. Mm. Uh, but yet they were willing to, to listen to the scripture, listen to the text and follow uh, in obedience to God and pray for you. And that has radically changed not only their lives, but, you know, I know it has for me. So, yeah. Uh, when I when I look at view scripture now, uh, it is it is the final authority. Mm. So I constantly just reflect, Lord, you know, in my prayers, uh, Lord, this is what you want me to 
to do, then let me be obedient in that. Yeah, that's so good. I think it does come back to that perspective that you're talking about, that scripture is going to be the final authority, right? right? Uh, Because for many of us, we might not look at scripture that way. Right. We might not, we, it might even come down to something as foundational as the fact that we, we have a, a skewed view of what our relationship with God's going to look like, exactly. right? That we think that God is in our life to make our life easier, yeah. to make it um, better, which he is, but better in a sense that favors uh, kind of our comforts, right? right. Um, when we when we say better, we tend to mean like more comfortable right. or easier or... Um, maybe even cleaner and neater, right? Like those are the kinds of things we think about when we think about God making our life better, which is absolutely not any of the ways (laughs) that he's here to make our life better. He's going to make our life better by, by teaching us what full and rich life looks like, what life, what the good life is, right? Um, Because he's the author of the good life. And so it really does come back to, man, what's my perspective of my relationship with God? How authoritative is God in my life? Because at the end of the day, for a lot of us, God isn't actually an authority figure. Right. He's like a teddy bear. Sure. Right. He's just like this kind of cuddly thing that we can go to when uh, life is down and we're feeling sad or, man, when we really want something, he's like, we could win him over because he just loves us so much, (laughs) you know, and he does love us, but he's also an authority figure. Absolutely. And I think sometimes we have such a shallow and low view of God. Right that we don't respect him as we ought to. Exactly. And when we don't respect him, which the Bible would call the fear of God, sure. right? Which isn't, um, I think a lot of times people get tripped up on the fear of God because right. they're like, ooh, do I have to be afraid, afraid of, of God? No. Is, is that what that means? And um, one of the things that like really helped it click for me as I was watching this movie, uh, Chasing Mavericks. I don't okay. know if you've ever seen it. It's like, they're like these gigantic waves, right? Oh, like yeah, these yeah, huge yeah, waves. Yeah. And it's all about this kid's quest. He's like in high school, I think. Mm-hmm. And he just really wants to go surf a maverick. And right. I don't know why, because that seems absolutely idiotic to me. Like, it's just like, <laughs> right. sounds so scary. But he wants to so bad. Right. And so what he does is he spends pretty much the entire movie preparing to go surf this wave. And so he's like in his bathtub trying to hold his breath for two and a half minutes. Because if he can do that, then he knows that he can survive surfing this wave because he'll probably get tossed and be underwater for a long time. Right. And then he, so he's doing all these different kind of training things to get ready to go surf the wave. Right. So a lot of times when we talk about the fear of God, we, we tend to think about like, oh man, it's like distance between me and God. But here in this context of chasing Mavericks, this guy, he fears this wave so much. Right. It doesn't mean that he's not going to get close to the wave. It means that he's going to prepare himself appropriately to get close to the wave. Exactly. That he's going to gear up and say like, okay, this thing could kill me. Sure. That's how powerful and mighty and strong this thing is. Yep. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be close to it, but it has so much power. I have to respect the fact that it has power. I have to kind of bend and lean and say, this thing is more powerful than me. Right. And so if I don't come in with the appropriate respect, I'm going to die. Yeah. It's not going to go well for my life. Exactly. Right? And so just the same way with God, man, if he's not an authority figure in our lives, what's going to like, it's going to be a disaster. Maybe. You know, we're not going to exactly. give him the respect that he deserves. Yep. So then we come to passages like this and it's like, yeah, is he an authority or not? Is does scripture, do we allow scripture to speak objectively or not? Yeah. You know, what's, what's your take on that? How do you come to a place where, you know, as you grow in your faith, mm-hmm. 
you would say, man, I went from maybe God initially kind of being that cuddly teddy bear to me, <laughs> right. and he's becoming more of an authority figure. How do you get there? Right. I mean, honestly, it, it really is about that daily practice of making sure that, you know, we are growing in our faith, that we're in our word, right? Mm. I mean, you know, ultimately, uh, it's easy to simply say, hey, man, just be in your word each and every day. It's, it's words we say all the time. We take them for granted. But honestly, to actually uh, sit and study and read the Bible on a specific either topic or subject, um, we, uh, let's be honest, we live in a society in a place where we don't like to be told what to do, yeah. when to do it, right? We yeah. just do. Uh, don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't put it on me. Like, I want to live my life, right? Uh, and this, uh, you know, God's word was the first time I know as a young believer, as I was growing my faith, um, I remember picking God's word up and I literally almost every other, uh, uh, either whether it was a, a scripture or, uh, you know, it was, you know, God's giving, you know, these, these, these stories, these parables, they were just so convicting and challenging to mm. me and to the way that I viewed the world, right? Mm. Uh, this worldview that I had kind of perceived because that's what I grew up knowing and seeing, right? Because I felt it and I lived it. And for the first time, everything in my life and things that I had already pre-decided in my mind were right. Mm. God was saying, I need you to rethink that, wow. right? Yeah. And I think for us, uh, some, in some, for some instances, we need to reassess our prayer life. Mm. and say, God, what is it that you need me to hear today? What challenged me this week? And for instance, this weekend's message was very challenging mm. for many uh, of us yeah. out there. And I can include myself in that in that boat too, because I think we're at some point, we all uh, unfortunately take this predetermined stance that isn't necessarily healthy for us. Mm. So every day as Christians, man, we need to continue to ask God to show us exactly uh, how, who we're called to be right mm. through his word. Mm. Uh, and and we don't, we, we tend to say, okay, I know God, I believe in him. I'm here. I've ascended, right? Yeah. Uh, but to actually t have some humility about yourself and say, man, God, maybe maybe that's something I've been wrestling with in my heart. Maybe mm. that's stunted my spiritual growth. So for me, it's just always been a daily consistent, man, I'm going to dive into God's word and see what he has to say. Maybe if I'm dealing with anger or frustration or depression or whatever the cause might be of yeah. you know what I'm experiencing, uh, because we're very experiential people, right? We experience life and we have these emotions and these feelings and they constantly drive us mm. one way or another, yeah. right? And God's word is the only thing that I've found to be consistent, even when I don't sometimes want to hear what he has to say. Uh, ultimately, I look at it as, like you said, authoritative, and now I just know. Like, yeah. Lord, this is what you want for my life. That's the thing about that consistency, mm -hmm. is it can be so comforting and so frustrating right. because we're like this like wave, you <laughs> right. know? But then you've got this consistent line of scripture that's not going to change, it's not going to alter, it's not going to go a different course. And so when we're trying to go a different direction, it can be really frustrating to us. Sure. But also, I think as you come to see it authoritatively, and I even love that comment of like, man, if I just come to my word every day, if I come to God's word every day, then what begins to happen is like, that's an act of submission. Sure. Right? It's yep. to say, I'm not going to go today my my own way and with my own thinking all day. I'm going to start today yeah. with what's God's perspective. Right. And I'm going to try to align my perspective to his perspective. Exactly. And that's like an act of submission to start your day to yeah. say he's that valuable. His word is that valuable. His, his word is that authoritative in my life. And when you start that way, then man, when you're offended by God's word, it actually comes to be comforting. Absolutely. Because at a certain point you start to realize like it's doing what it's supposed to, you know? <laughs> right. And then you're excited when yes. you're when you're offended <clears throat> because you're like, oh man, that was out of line on me. Yeah. Not that's out of line in scripture. Sure. And so often we can say that's out of line for scripture and not that's that was actually me. I was out of line. Right. And so 
I do think there's maybe some foundational issues for us when we come sure. to scripture that when we get to passages like this, it's easy to just kind of write them off or sure. dismiss them or say like, man, I'm offended. And so I'm going to check out. Right. Um, but man, I think that offense should come to be a comfort to us because yeah. that means that God's word is actually doing exactly. what it's supposed to. Exactly. So now to this actual topic of sure. how do we pray for our government and leaders, what would you say? Obviously, I think our relationship to our government and our leaders as Christians is in a tricky spot. Sure. And and it has been for some time um, and maybe even longer than we would realize. Mm-hmm. And so maybe one of the biggest sources of the issue here is that we um, we struggle to understand what our relationship as believers should be to the government. Right. So how do we how do we navigate that? How do we find a, a healthy balance between um, obviously we want to be people who care and mm-hmm. people who are involved and invested um, and fighting for God's kingdom. Um, but then also we want to be people with the perspective that this is not our home yeah. and that this is not God's kingdom yeah, and is. that God's kingdom is being built. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not going to be seen through America. It's going to be seen through Jesus coming back. Right. Exactly. So we want to have perspective, but we yeah. also want to be involved. So how do we find that balance and that right relationship? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I think that's exactly what we're, we're, we're facing as a, as a nation, right. Or as a, as a people group, we're, we're starting to realize, like you said, our eyes are opened a lot more to the things that we've you know, some people have been talking about for, for a long time. Um, and I think that it, it can be, it, it works both two ways, right? It either works really healthy that we've now become aware and we're now becoming active. Maybe like Pastor Brian had said in his message, yeah, we should vote. Yes, we should be passionate about topics and, uh, you know, uh, do the things that we're allowed to do in this country. Amen. Praise God for that. Uh, but at the same thing, Pastor Tom always uses this this uh, uh, phrase and he says, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. Mm. And I think that ultimately is where I always land on uh, because, I mean, I, mean, I Sometimes you put on the news or you, you open up your phone and you check the, the nearest post or the nearest you know information that's coming out and it's constantly bombarding us, right? But it's because we're losing sight of that, like mm-hmm. you said. We're losing our perspective on what the mission call is, right? Jesus didn't come down and say, hey, make sure that everybody's voting the same way that you're voting. Make mm-hmm. sure everybody is mm-hmm. believing in the same things that you're believing. Man, but look, come to make disciples. Come yeah. to rescue the lost. Seek the sa- uh, seek and save the lost. Mm-hmm. And for so many of us, man, we, we tend to lose that because we get caught up in this emotional state mm-hmm. where everything constantly. And, and I think, honestly, if, if I were to give any advice to, and what I do tell not only my, my students or I tell other parents, I'm like, hey, I need you to discuss. Disconnect a little bit. I need you to unplug from the world that is completely in chaos, completely mm. uh, uh, against, for for some part, against God's word. Right? Yeah. That it, we know that this is not the end for us. Right? We should be. We can be living in victory because our common goal, our common purpose, our calling as a team, as disciples to follow God is to seek and save the lost. Mm. And when we lose sight of that, then. All, ultimately, we start relying on things like political differences or, or religious differences or all these things that we're constantly combating. Yeah. Uh, and so what I encourage my students and what I tell them is, listen, guys, I need you to disconnect from that. I need you to focus on God's word. I need you to get back to what he has called us to do. Mm. Right. And unfortunately, we've just lost that because those either in leadership or we've been pulled into this. I call it a whiplash. Right. The church has been whiplashed into this conversation. And now it's like, what side are you taking? Either this side or that side. Yeah. And I think that that's just 
causing even more division. And 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 if anybody's winning, it's the enemy here. Mm. And that's the that's the the tragedy here is that we're losing sight of the focus, and that's to seek and save the lost. And yes, political arguments are going to be had from now until the end of time, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. But I think that if we can refocus our attention, keep the main thing, the main thing, I think we're going to see just a, a continued victory, uh, not only in our streets, in our homes, in our communities. Uh, that, that's where it begins. That's yeah. where it begins. And if we want change, then that's where we need to start. I love that, Carlos. I love how I love how simple that is. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a huge fan of simplicity. Right. You know, like anytime something's simple for my life, I'm like, man, I'm so in, you know, and I think even when I think about these New Testament commandments um, related to unity, right, as Paul's writing to different churches, he, he tells them to keep the unity. Yeah. Um, he doesn't tell them to go find it. Yeah. He tells them to keep it. And I think what's so powerful about that is that as believers, we already have unity. It's in Christ. Right. We have unity in a common mission that's been given to God's church right. and to every single believer. We have uh, unity in the fact that we are all sinners, that all believe that we have been saved through the work of Jesus Christ right. and have been brought into right relationship with the Father. And we want to seek him earnestly and we want to seek what his kingdom is about. Exactly. And um it is so easy to be distracted from that thing. And so the command to keep the unity is actually a really compelling command for us yeah. in a season like this, where yeah. it's so easy to become disunified, where it's so easy to kind of uh, fracture off into these different um, subcategories, these different groups that right. are, I'm on this side, I'm on that side. Right. And it's so easy to even identify your people, the people in your life is like, well, you're on this side of the issue and I'm on this side. Right. And so we just can't be in relationship until right. we're both on the same side. And it's like, no, 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 nope. we get to keep the unity. Right. We don't have to go find it. It's yeah. not like we're going to find it in our political stances or sure. our beliefs on certain hot topics at the moment, <laughs> right. right? We're not going to find, that's not where the unity is going to be found. We already have it. It's mm-hmm. in Jesus. It's in our mission. Exactly. We just have to keep it. Yeah. And I think that's so, like, leave it to Jesus to make it so easy for us as the church and for us to make it so complicated. <laughs> so complicated. He's made it so easy for us. We just have to keep it. Right. And we make it so complicated all the time because we want to go find it in everything other than him. Yes. And I think it's important for the believer to know in their world and in their life that there's going to be a lot of factors that come their way that are that want to distract them yeah. from the main thing yep. that want to distract them from the unit. That's like the, that's the devil's entire plan, plan yeah. right? Like if this is a group of people who's already saved yeah. and they're already insanely powerful mm-hmm. because they have God's presence literally residing within them. Right. So if, if the devil, if the enemy can do anything to neuter the power of that group of people, to to diminish and take away from, it's going to be only through distracting them. Exactly. He can't unsave them. He can't take away God's presence. It's only going to be through distracting them towards things that are of less significance. Exactly. Yeah. And so, so many times when we're burning with this passion mm-hmm. over this hot topic or that hot topic, over this political issue or that political issue, over these ideologies or how we're in a different spot than the people that we love, even our own families. That's been a really hard thing this year Absolutely, where we've seen families divided. So many times we feel like that is the main thing because our emotions bring us there. You mentioned that our emotions get so wound up in everything. And so we're so easily distracted. And Mm -hmm. if we can just go into life and say, hold on, I know that this life, the number one goal of this life 
is to distract me mm -hmm. from the most important thing I could be doing. Exactly. I know that that's the goal. If I come in and I kind of have that skepticism about my emotions, about the things I feel really passionately about, that I know these things are intended to distract me from what really matters. Right. And then, like you said earlier, I come back and I submit to God's word. Mm -hmm. I come back and I submit to the practice of being fed by that, not by my news feed, not by my social media feed, not right. by the things that my friends are texting me and all the links and all this stuff, yeah, so right. many links, dude, too many links. <laughs> but I come to God's word and I'm fed by that. Right. And I, I resubmit myself to his leadership, mm -hmm. to his guidance. Then all of a sudden, man, I'm realigned to the things that are most important in my life. And so I think what we can be encouraged by is it is in, a, in an era that is so complicated. Mm -hmm. It is so simple. It is so simple. Jesus has made it so simple. <laughs> right. And we can have confidence in that. Yep. So as you're walking away from this message that you said, it's it's challenging, it's convicting, I mm -hmm. think, for every one of us right. because it's our emotions. When you talk about how our emotions get spun up, politics is one of the easiest things for our emotions to get wound up in. Right. So what are you practically walking away from with this and saying, man, this is what I'm going to do about right. this message? I mean, you know, again, I love illustrations, right? And one early on, uh, I remember a pastor told me, he says, hey, uh, now that you're a believer, he's like, this this is not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we know anything about marathons, I don't run them because if I, I always tell my students, uh, again, if you see me running, it's probably because I'm running from a bear. Yeah. Or yeah. You better start running. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. If you see me running, right? There's a reason. There's a reason I'm running. Yeah. I'm not running it's for not funsies. For fun. Not for funsies, for uh -uh. sure. Uh, but, you know, and I think that's what it is. It's uh, practically walking away, just understanding that each and every day uh, you wake up, like I'm going to be challenged, like you said, distracted in this world. Mm. There's going to be the enemies seeking to just distract me from what I've been called to do. Mm. Uh, and as believers, I think that it's... Uh, practically I'm walking away with that. Listen, I need to wake up in the morning. The first thing I need to do, the first thing I need to do is just establish that. The, the enemy is seeking to distract me, to draw me away, to, to cause me to, to lose myself in anger and this emotional state. So I need to be intentional. I need to be prepared, right? Mm. If tomorrow I was going to send you out and say, hey, you're going to fight this fight or you're going to do this thing, you would even, you would either find armor or prepare yourself. You would know that, right? Yeah. And I think as Christians, we've just felt now just beat up and beat up and beat up. And I think that uh, we feel sometimes that we don't have uh, necessarily the tools, right? We feel like, well, what am I supposed to do? Everything feels chaotic. Mm. Well, that's why I always bring it back to God's word, man. I, in the morning, I will wake up and I just know, look, enemy, today, not today. Yeah. Not today is not the day where I'm going to be brought down. I'm going to be dragged through the mud today. Today, I'm going to live in victory. Today, I'm going to seek to save somebody else. Mm. Today, I'm going to seek to share my testimony with somebody mm. else because that is my cause. That is my purpose, right? Yeah. Uh, and then I'm just going to rely on your truth. And yes, I know the world's going to continue to get crazy and there's going to be things that I don't agree with at, at times, uh, but I can get lost in that. And so yeah. practically, like I said, Pastor Brian said, man, just, just his basic prayer uh, over uh, the government yeah. um, this weekend was so practical and it's in its practice. Yeah. And I think we can do that. I, take I just it. said, hey, I'm going to take that. Yeah. And I'm going to say, man, I need to pray for those definitely in leadership above me because they they need prayer just as much as I do, just as much as those in my oikos. Yeah. So. Yeah. And to remember too, even as you were talking, it was reminding me that, that God wants to be with us. Mm -hmm. I think we miss that a lot of the time, right? Like we, we get caught up in, you know, all these other things that are going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And we miss the fact that like, God doesn't just want us to submit to him. He wants to be with us, be with us. to start the day. Like right. he, he just wants to, to sit with us. And so it's when we start our day with our, with our news feed, with our social media feed, with all these other things, when that's what starts the day, right. it distracts us right from the jump. jump. Yeah. And one of the things I'm, I'm looking to do this week as I'm walking away from this message 
is as I kind of zoom out even from the question to more right. of a 30,000 foot level, right. man, I just want to start the day with praying, God, help me to be present with you nice. today. Help me to be present with my family. Mm-hmm. Help me to be present with people at work because I am so easily distracted right. by everything else. And I just, I want to be attuned to your voice, to your guidance. I want to be aware of you. I want to be aware of the needs in the people's lives around me because I can go through an entire day and think about nothing but myself. And I know that. So Mm -hmm. I I want to pray that I'd be aware and I'd be present. So Carlos, thanks, man, just for chopping it up. It's always fun. Always (laughs) always, fun. Even when it's on a, on a hot topic. Always. That makes it even funner. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully it's been a beneficial conversation for you. And as always, we'd encourage you to maybe drop a tangible takeaway that you've got from the message there in the chat. Uh, And maybe share this with a friend uh, if it's going to be a helpful conversation. And uh, don't forget to hit the like button. Uh, But that's all we've got for this week's episode of Tangible Takeaways. We'll catch you guys next week.